And so as a nation, we have become increasingly uh, more wicked. And throughout history, we know that God blesses godly nations. And when we reject God, he rejects us. Welcome to the Influencers Podcast. I'm Scott Young, co-host along with Dave Donaldson, who is out on assignment today. And we will do our best without Dave today. We have an interesting, fascinating program today. Of course, we're here to see the influence of your life increase to make your world a better world and the world we live in a better place. Today we're talking about evil and to say that evil is on the rise in our communities is probably an understatement. Over the Memorial Day weekend, 14 recorded mass shootings. That's on the heels of what took place on May 24th. There in Texas as 21 innocent lives were taken. When I was growing up, the words school shooting were never spoken. They weren't anywhere in the social consciousness. Today we see in the last few decades an increase of evil, and it's heartbreaking. It causes us to search our souls and ask why. What can we do? Or what should we do? Today, on the Influencers Podcast, Evil, an Enemy to be Overcome, and our guest today, we are so glad to welcome you, Aletha. Barnett, who has just got the diversity of gifts that will help us in this conversation. A theologian, uh, a lawyer, a resolution specialist. She brings faith and law, and really, I think, the outcome of both of those disciplines, resolution. She's a wonderful guest. She has a background of working with the church. She has been commissioned by the elders of her church, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship Church there in Dallas, Texas, with the great pastor, Dr. Tony Evans. She's been commissioned by her elders to bring conflict resolution. She serves on the board of Peacekeepers Ministries. She's certified to bring reconciliation, to bring relationship enhancement, and to help human behavior. I just want to ask you as I welcome you, What did you feel when you heard about the shooting there in your home state of Texas? What were the feelings, the emotions that you had, Aletha? Yes, thank you for having me. Before I uh, answer that question, I'm elated to be with you. But I felt pain, Mm. uh, almost to the point of tears, uh, imagining what those children could have been thinking as they saw Mm. uh, their classmates being shot and then themselves. It's still painful. Uh, quite frankly, uh, little children made in the image of God, uh, just wiped out by evil. It was very painful. So, so would you also, just in the last few decades, agree with me that we've just seen um, an upward spike to the right of increase of just these violent uh, issues in schools and in uh, today in a medical center? Um, what do you think is causing that sharp increase? Is it cultural? Is it um, psychological? Is it spiritual? What do you think are the causational facts as people say, why is this happening? I believe, Scott, that it's everything you mentioned. However, the real root cause is spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's an evil. There's a meanness in our society, a a hatefulness, and it's just running rampant. As you said, in the um, last uh, number of decades, the killings and the gun violence has just uh, incredibly uh, increased. And it's a spiritual matter. It starts in uh, Genesis, 
mm. and the Garden of Eden when uh, Adam ushered in uh, sin, uh, Adam and Eve. And so as a nation, we have become increasingly uh, more wicked. And throughout history, we know that God blesses godly nations. And when we reject God, he rejects us. And so it's to hit the nail on the head. I believe it is strictly spiritual. We've turned our backs on God. We wanted it our way. And it, now it's like he's saying, have it your way. And the scriptures talk about... Um that our our battle is not against flesh and blood. I know there would be contributing factors of uh, isolation, uh, breakdown of the family, lack of fathers. But there is something that we'll talk about today that won't be on a lot of programs, and that's the spiritual darkness. Yes. uh, The demonic that actually the Scriptures tell us needs to be resisted. And I think you talked about it, that we, we need to submit ourselves, this is what the scripture says, submit ourselves to God, then we can resist the devil, the demonic, the evil. And the outcome is that evil will dissipate or, or flee away. So how do we take those spiritual ideas and start to live them out in our, our daily walk as we are in a culture and society that sees this incredible darkness growing? That can only be done by Christians. And it appears in many ways that the culture has infiltrated the church rather than the church flowing out uh, Mm. to the culture. Mm. And so when this church stands up to be the church and we um, show our love, the Mm. Bible is clear that we will know Christ's disciples. You will know them by their love. And so when we love one another and we put that love in the culture, uh, it makes a difference. We've allowed evil to run Mm -hmm. rampant. Evil is in the culture. There's hate, there's vitriol, uh, whether it's on social media, everyone tends to make someone who differs from them an enemy. And that there's all or nothing. And so you've got all of this running uh, rampant. And so Uh, When the church shows the way, when we are the light to the darkness that you spoke of, the demonic activities, because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, as you well said. But the Bible does say, uh, Paul is writing to his friends in uh, the Corinthian church, that we have divine power, he says, to demolish strongholds. Um, So I would imagine that part of that divine power is to be known by love, which Jesus says, that yes. they'll know you're my followers, not by your creeds, not by your, your, your political positions, but you'll be Absolutely. known by love. Um, how can we help individually, myself, and the community I'm part of that I uh, worship with, and the community you're there in Dallas with, how can we help our communities, our faith communities, to love deeper, higher, better than we have been? Well, we do it by example, and we also do it by um, 2 Corinthians 5.17, I believe. It is 2 Corinthians 5.17 through 20. It talks about being ministers of reconciliation. Now, that's not just for preachers and teachers. Well, you know that uh, very well as a pastor uh, yourself. It's for every believer. So we have a ministry of reconciliation to first uh, lead people to Christ, 
and then live peaceful, reconciled lives ourselves and to help others do the same. Every believer has the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1 and 8, it says we have been given power. So we've got the power in us to do it. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead uh, works in every believer. And some believers go around anemic, not recognizing and using uh, the power that God has given us to be a light and to help others. Do you think beyond loving our neighbors and loving our enemies even, um, that we have some responsibility for prayer, intercessory prayer, and how does that affect uh, the darkness and the demonic that Paul talks about as rulers and principalities and powers in this world? How does our prayer life influence the kingdom of darkness? Yes. In fact, uh, my church and also Dr. Evans's organization, uh, the, the Urban Alternative, has that three-prong uh, uh, three approach. That's not quite uh, what he calls it. But the first part of it is assembly, uh, prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. There is power in mm-hmm. prayer when we uh, touch the throne of God through uh, prayer. So prayer is critical. And then um, we have a responsibility in our communities uh, to share Christ, to show the way. And then we have what we call acts of kindness. Mm. Just like evil infiltrated society, the culture, kindness can do the same. We know Jesus had 12 disciples and the gospel went all over the world. We each have a personal responsibility and we can certainly get more than 12 and then we can infiltrate uh, the culture. Acts of kindness. So, so one of the things we have done is we have schools, we have teachers, and immediately following this most recent, and we've done it in the past, we begin to call those schools by names, uh, yes. those teachers by name. And I would just encourage uh, individuals that are listening to the Influencers podcast today, I- I'm separate. It's not in my neighborhood. It, the, the shootings over this last weekend, they were all hundreds of miles away from me. But I feel that I have some responsibility for the community that I live in. And your pastor and your church, in, and uh, they're in uh, Texas, we have to pray, intercede. Um, uh, I, I, Paul says when he's talking about the, the spiritual equipment that we have, that we have the helmet and the breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth, that we walk in peace, <laughs> reconciliation, that we have a shield of faith and a sword of the Spirit. And then he says, and pray in the Spirit yes. on all occasions. Yes. So I think this is an occasion, and we should encourage people to pray in the Spirit, which I think is is got a lot of layers to it. I think we pray it with the inspiration of the Spirit, that the, the Spirit inspires us as we pray. I think when we pray the Word of God, because the Spirit gave us the Word of God. Absolutely. We're praying in the Spirit when we pray the Scriptures. And I think spiritual language, when we pray in a language, the Spirit inspires us to pray. I think it really, um, I think we have a responsibility to push back the darkness in this generation and not just curse the darkness, not just curse the the um, the polarization. And I think you talked about it, that if you're not for me, you're my enemy. And yes. that's just not true. Yes, that's right. And pushing back the darkness. How do you dispel darkness? With the light. And yeah. So yes, 
uh, we can we can push it uh, push it back. So you've written a fascinating book called Diversity of a Different Kind, which is a fresh approach to resolving conflict. People that are at odds with their culture, their society. What are the truths that are in that book that would help people to walk in peace on the planet rather than in conflict on the planet? As I said before, we tend to make people who differ with us Hmm. enemies. God created diversity. And when I mean diversity, I'm just simply talking about differences, Uh, whether it be personality clashes, the one that we're more familiar with. We we talk personality, gender, race. In fact, there are 12 Mm -hmm. differences common to man in the book that often bring conflict. And that fresh approach, that theory uh, that God gave me, is that he created diversity to make us holy more than just because he loves diversity. We've said, look around, God loves diversity, but it's more than that. God is strategic. He gave us the Holy Spirit to help us. He also Mm -hmm. gave us diversity because when we encounter those diverse situations, it gives us opportunities to practice biblical principles to help us grow. And so the theory specifically says God gave diversity to give us naturally arising situations to help us to grow, to be Christ-like. So all of these things that are causing division, when we submit to God, resist the devil, and put the love of God on it, it helps us grow. Adversity builds character. And so we take that natural uh sinful response away and we put the love of God on it and we grow by there and we help the, ourselves and the culture in doing so. What you said is so great that, that people are looking and maybe they're in conflict with someone, maybe they're at odds with somebody, but what, what you just said is that that could be there to be the stepping stone Absolutely. to the next place of your spiritual development. So the very thing that you think is... Um, you may see it as a curse, but it could be a blessing when you see it in the right light and allow um, I, I just uh, allow the spirit to work. I think the first century church had to do it. They had some ethnic issues that they yes. had to overcome. They had this Jew and Samaritan thing going on, and um, they had this male-female thing going on. Yes. And um, the spirit had to keep working on those early Christians to keep bringing them to the place that they could turn their world upside down. And when I look at this, the statistics of our world, I think we need to see the world turned upside down again. We need something that will say, we're not just going to curse the darkness, we're going to light a light. We're going to be a voice of reconciliation. We're going to be a voice of peace. And um, I I appreciate your voice in that conversation. and uh, this booklet you have written, how, how do people get a hold of that? Like those 12 things, I'd like to figure those out. I'd like to hear about them. Um, and just understand this fresh approach to conflict that you have. And then I want to circle back to what, so talk to me about the book. And then I want to circle back to ask about how can we help reach some of these people that are on the edge, that are isolated, that um, they're sitting in their basement. How can we help them? Because they're the ones that the, the enemy's whispering in their ears, 
and how can we help them? So first, just tell me about how to get a hold of the book to learn about that. But then I want to circle, like, what can we do as a church, as individuals, to help people that have become so isolated, so broken, that they're listening to those lies that the enemy would be speaking into their soul? It's, it's a, such a dark thought to say, go to an elementary school, take lives, shoot teachers. That's a dark voice. So first the book, and then maybe a few reflections on how we can help isolated people. Thank you. Uh, the book, you can certainly get it at the, the bookstore in, uh, at my church, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas. That's a long way away from me, so I need way. a closer venue. <laughs> yes, yes. And you can order it. You can call my church and order it. However, uh, the easy way is just Amazon.com. And okay. you can put in the name of the book or my name, Olisa Barnett. It'll pop right up uh, with either uh, of those. So give the name of the book again. Diversity of a Different Kind, A Fresh Approach to Resolving Conflict. That, that's the subtitle, A Fresh Approach to Resolving Conflict, Diversity well, of a Well, somebody's listening right now that is in <laughs> conflict and this is exactly what they need to get a hold of. Now, just come, come with me to the enemy looks for weak people in the flock of the earth, and he, he's, he's trying to manipulate them to forward his agenda, which is to kill and to steal and to destroy. How can we find them? How can we love them? How can we speak to them? And how could we rescue them before they get to the brink of going off the edge of the cliff? Yes, yes. Part of the problem, and a big part of it, uh, if not the um, primary, is that those people have no hope. Hmm. They have no hope, and they are in despair. And so they, because they have no hope, darkness is able to come in and lead them in that direction. And the way we help them is to give them hope. There is a better way. And uh, those people, generally, there are some Christians around who may see those people in darkness. Mm. So we have an individual responsibility for those around us that we see to give them hope, to point them to Christ. You talked about the early church, and I was mindful when you mentioned the early church. Despite all the diversity they had, just like we have, uh, one of the early church uh, fathers, Tertullian, said that even the pagans said, see how they love one another. Hmm. And so if we could do that, if we, they can see us loving one another and then pouring love on them, giving them hope. That young man, as I understand, and the one in Uvalde, uh, felt bullied uh, by students. Hmm. Obviously, that was not a reason to do it. But mm -hmm. he had no hope. Someone needed to have given him hope. So if each one can reach one, every believer, when you see people in, that seem to be hopeless or in despair, pour the light of God on them, love on them, encourage them, give them hope, because no one may not, may not have ever done that before. Uh Love really turns people's worlds around. Yes. I've been thinking this last week, just about the early church. You mentioned uh, early church father, Tertullian. We've got these documents from the early church, the Nicene Creed, the yes. Apostles' Creed. It's repeated in many, many churches. But the word love is not in the Nicene Creed. 
and the word love is not in the Apostles' Creed. It's, it's very strong on, this is who God is, this is who Jesus is. But Jesus' whole message was, let me sum up the Bible. Let me take yes. all of the Scripture and let me give it to you in the Reader's Digest version. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, yes. and strength. Love the people that you can see and love the life that God has given to you. And so I love your message. I really would love to ask you, I think we, we've talked about prayer, and I think there's power in United Prayer. We have people that are listening yes. now to this podcast, and if you could lead us in a united prayer to push back darkness, to bring peace and reconciliation, it would be a great honor to have that. Thank you for asking me. I'll be happy to. Okay. Father, you are a good and gracious God, the God of the universe. Lord, mm -hmm. we pray regarding all the evil that's going on now mm -hmm. that you would show us the way we need you and we cannot do this uh, without you lord lord we're praying that uh, believers will individually take responsibility we're mm -hmm. praying lord that the churches will collectively uh, get mm -hmm. together even across denominational lines there's yep. so many things uh, that separate us father father we pray uh, for individual Christians. We pray for our churches. Lord, we pray for the culture and we recognize and understand that the culture will not see without the light that you have given us. So let the church stand up to be the church, Lord, and help us to turn this around. It appears as though we're under judgment, Lord, but we can turn that around based on what we do as believers. So help us, Lord. We need you. Mm -hmm. We pray, Lord, that there will be a time to come that people will be able to say, look what God has done for our nation. Yeah. We ask you in the powerful, matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And let the church say amen. Thank you so much, Aletha Barnett, Thank you for having theologian. Me. Theologian, attorney, and minister of reconciliation. Thank you so much for being with us on the Influencers Podcast. A delight to talk to you. And for all our friends that are listening, reminding you that God has called you to be salt in a world that needs you, to be light in a dark place, and to bring God's love to people that need it. Look around, they're around you. Increase the influence of your life. For the Influencers Podcast, I'm Scott Young. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.